Hey, Morgan. Hi, Elsie. Mm. <laughs> so good to hear your voice. Same. Mm. Hi, listeners. People of the world. Welcome to this shared space. Thanks for coming, checking in, tuning in today. Yeah, this is Bright Hearted, a podcast with us, Morgan and Elsie, two friends navigating through life. Together and separate. Together and, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So let's, let's dive right in. What's been coming up, this, uh, this idea about taking risks, playing big? How does that show up for you? And, and what's, uh, what's stirring in the risk department in your life these days? Yeah, such a great question and such a great topic. Um, I'm just going to start with what is. Currently, I'm laying on the couch. Currently, I've shut all of my windows, even though it's beautiful outside, because there was an annoying landscaper outside, and, and the sound was just getting to me. And And the whole point of this is just being that I'm taking care of myself, because I'm in, right now, a moment of I don't know if I want to call it taking risk or living big, right? I think Mm -hmm. those are two interchangeable terms. And the one that really resonates with me is living big. And so I'm I'm doing something that I'm doing for, for like the first time and And I'm meeting a lot of my old habits and behaviors and old beliefs and mindsets, but I've done the internal work to know that, that they're just one perspective and they're no longer my current perspective. And yet my body is so exhausted from having these things run through me energetically and me needing to put in the effort, like the cognitive effort of saying, no, thank you. Like, I know you're here and... Like, sweet, sweet girl, you can do hard things. I'm in your corner. That's one of my favorite things that you've shared that you've been kind of saying to yourself in the past few days, and I resonate so strongly with that. I feel like we are capable of so much more than we, like, easily believe. Like, casually believing that we can do really hard things is not, like, a common thing (laughs) like it's not it's not something that you know when someone talks about like doing hard things or 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 let's just say like you know showing up in life in a big way or making big decisions like typically it's the kind of thing that when I'm in conversation with someone and they're talking about that stuff you know boom like I'm like wow like I feel the gravity of that in that person's experience Mm -hmm. and uh it's not something that that's easy to talk about because it does have that effect of like whoa, like, how do I, how do I compare? Like, how, what can I say around it? And, and that being said, it's like, we're all at different spaces, right? Doing something big for you, for me could be so such different perspective, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like you just said, like being part of like, not just playing big, but but showing up in a big way for yourself right now is being still, which some people would look at and say, she's playing small. What do you mean? She's not doing anything today. And it's like, but in doing nothing, you are giving yourself such a huge space to like, just be. And like, how important is that? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so important. And I resist it so much. Like my (laughs) internal talk today has been varied. It's, and it's been conflicted, right? Like, (laughs) It's been driving me a little nuts, but like, it's beautiful outside. And all I want to do is sit in the sun and be in the wind. And like, there's a part of me, like a deeper part of me, like a part that doesn't have words. That's just like, that's not showing up for yourself today. Showing up for yourself today is, is sitting on the couch with a blanket and you're not sick. Like, because I think my mind oftentimes when like my body's going through something really hard, I want to think like, oh, am I sick? Like, what's going on? And I want to solve it. And it takes me just like being still or for me more recently, like doing tarot pulls. 
because in the tarot polls, I get language to express mm-hmm. what's happening inside of me. And it's, it's like such a release to be able to have the language of, oh, this is what's happening. Because as humans, we're meaning-making machines, right? Like, whether <laughs> you believe it. <laughs> Wait, what was that? What does it mean? What does it mean? Like, we want to know. We have to understand and, and be able to explain things in order to feel safe. It's like part of our protective organism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, like, I know for the longest time, I've always felt, like, this deep-seated fear of sharing with people my spiritual self. And I mean, I just started doing, using tarot this year in 2020. I bought my first deck on December 31st, 2019, right? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's new and it's been so life-giving to me because as a creative human, it's not linear. It's not like these personality tests or, or tools. Yeah, that has a whole bunch of logarithms, right? They're, they're here, They've been birthed. And for intuitives, sometimes we just need a new piece of information or we need something to co-create with us in order to unlock the meaning that's trying to bubble through us. Almost like a like a decoding device. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's that's where I'm at. I'm not let's get back to big risk. (laughs) Well, I have a question around that and and maybe it has to do with big risk a little bit is like, how do you know the difference or how have you felt into the difference between, like you said, like you said, like, okay, I'm feeling this way. And and my deeper voice says, you know, be still like it's, it's going to nourish you more to sit still where there's also that part of you that says, I would love nothing more than to go outside. So how do you differentiate between those two? And how, what do you listen to when you are in the big kind of big, big, big play arena? Like what, which voice do you listen to and, and how do you know? I love that. I just got chills. Big play arena. When you're in the big play arena. Yeah. So yeah, dropping in. I believe it's getting acquainted with your discomfort, right? And feeling uncomfortable and really being in relationship with your body and just practicing so that you can understand when you feel discomfort, is it something that's showing up because this is the invitation to to show up in a bigger way, to learn a new skill, to confront a fear to change a belief system, to, to, yeah, to, to clear the path so that you can keep walking forward? Or is this something, is this discomfort truly the alarm system going off, truly saying like, you are not safe here. This is not a safe space for you to be in. You are out of alignment. You are not being cared for. And I think for me, just even knowing that, that those things show up very similar in me and I really have to take, take a pause and, and it's sometimes not as literal as taking a pause, right? Sometimes it means acknowledging that I'm feeling uncomfortable and going throughout my day because for me, I oftentimes can't get things through just meditation For me, I have to go about my day knowing that my consciousness is aware that I'm feeling uncomfortable. And then maybe it's a conversation that I have with a friend. Maybe it's something I read in a book. Maybe I'm just sitting and, and, and typing up a contract or something like, and then all of a sudden it comes in crystal clear. And that's, I think the difference for me is, is the clarity of which these messages come versus the monkey mind that gets stirred up like chances are it's not the whispers of your soul if it's constantly well is it this or is it this is it this or is it this or blah blah blah, or what could it be or what's the right choice or how do I do this the best way quote unquote rather than the stillness of the truth of your truth 
Yeah, which you're like you're holding space for yourself to find, which I love that you say, okay, I'm feeling discomfort around this and you let yourself go sometimes in your day or whatever you've got to do or or maybe you don't have to do anything, but you 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 move through your life and you're essentially manifesting a solution <laughs> by saying, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm open to find out, right? That's all it is. And I think that's such a big part of playing big is is being open to knowing that the thing that is right there sometimes it's right there right the answer is sometimes right there and sometimes it's right there but we don't consider it either because it scares us or because it's or because we think oh never in a million years but it's just not an option right but it's just the opportunity and the possibility of being open that creates that doorway of like, oh, it's actually not that far away as I thought. I think kindness is a big part of it too, that you can like right now, like you're letting yourself, I don't, I don't hear any judgment. I mean, maybe, maybe there's kind of like, a, I would like to be outside, but there's also this feeling of like, this is what I need. And like, thank goodness that I can do this for myself. Yeah. I mean, there's still a little resistance, right? Because I have this, this identity built up in my head that I'm an outdoors woman and I'm happiest when I'm outside and the world's right when Morgan gets to be outside. (laughs) And I'm, I'm really being asked to, to let go of that part of my identity. Um, in, in more ways than just this moment that I'm experiencing, Mm. right? Like it's, it's come up a lot in the past month or so of Morgan gets to be the outdoors woman and she she gets to take breaks and she gets to lay on the couch and she gets to wrap herself in a blanket and she gets to read books just for fun not personal development stuff but novels that tell stories and she gets to take those into rivers and sit in the river and read her book like with water flowing over her like she gets all of these things yeah yeah, I'm really being asked. Right- wow. Elsie, I think this is the first time I'm saying this out loud. Like, I'm really being asked to restructure my identity right now. Wow. Do you think it's, like, accepting that you're multifaceted? Or do you think it's actually saying, like, I am, like, stating it? Like, what does that mean to you? Because everything you just said to me, it, like, you can exist with or without a label, as this multifaceted person and you always have been that but it's is it like <laughs> is it like the the dropping the resistance of just being that in your own body honestly i don't know if this makes sense it's dropping the words of the story <laughs> and just letting the words evaporate so that there are no more words so i can just be who i am in whatever moment that i am and not have these built-in narrative it's like it's almost as taking the book right the book says Morgan's an outdoorsman more or a woman Morgan travels around the world doing cool stuff Morgan's constantly active like all of these things that have been said to me and that I've experienced in the world and I'm literally taking an eraser and erasing the whole entire freaking book just so that it can be a blank slate and that I can come back and like use invisible ink next time when I choose to write a page you know so that it's always a clear sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's something around language right now, for sure. I love that. Taking out the need to put words on it. Mm-hmm. Which is so us, too. It's just like our type our type and our, our way of functioning is like we're in the feeling, right? Like we, how often, I feel like I had a conversation, the last conversation we had, it was like, it's not exactly this, but it's this, like, it's, it's this word, but it's also more like this. Like, we can, it's hard to pinpoint one word. Like, words, I think, when you start describing what's going on inside, they fall so flat sometimes, especially when there's multiple things going on. And, oh, it's that. I can get hung up on that. I can, it can, that can feel challenging. If I can't express how I'm feeling or, or, or help make it easier for someone else to understand, I can feel isolated. And then that becomes its own resistance. It's just like, well, no one else will really get it. Or like, oh, I can't do it. I'm all alone. Like, that's a story, man. That's a narrative that, that, that oh. pops up for me when I, when I start, you know, trying to branch out and do big things. Is like, 
but I'm, I'm not going to have any support or I don't know. I think the monkey mind around that for me is, 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 a, is a real stickler. Like just that's hard to deal with for sure. Yeah. I got a ping through my entire body when you, when you just even said the word isolation, I think that can be an entire podcast on its own. <laughs> I feel like let's mark it down. Seriously, that happened to me a couple of months ago. And I remember reaching out to you and saying, like, I'm noticing that I'm isolating. So I'm reaching out so that I don't isolate. And, and, and how important is that? And, and another nod to us in this podcast is like, we really need those spaces. We need those people. We need that, that, that safe space that like, especially when, cause I've had, I've had friends say that to me in the past, like, you know, I'm just, I'm not in a good place right now this weekend. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be on my phone or I, I need to just shut down and, and uh, figure it out on my own. And I, and I understand that to an extent, but I'm wondering like the difference between I'm shutting down in order to keep myself safe and like not, not deal with it and to numb, or I'm shutting down from the outside so I can go inside. And, and like we said at the beginning, like try and hear what's really there, get that clear message. I'm, I'm super curious for you because you've been using this word a lot lately in the past few weeks, the word numb. Mm. And so I'm just curious of your experience of, of taking risk, living big and the role that's that numb or numbing plays in it. That's so receptive. Yeah. I think that is a word that's come up because I noticed that I, Okay. Yeah. So let's dive in. So I've, I've been having a lot of big stuff come up in my life. I've had career opportunities. I've had spiritual heart opening art opportunities and experiences. I've had relationships build and formed so many in the past several months that are just like, they're nourishing to me. And, and around all of that and much more, um, there's, there's sometimes this feeling of like my whole body just starts to feel really like big and buzzy and it I guess it's an an overstimulation um I think part of my narrative that I'm starting because I have a similar thing to you where it's like I'm vibrant and buzzy and unique and playful and like I have all the energy in the world and and honestly the truth is that like I need just as much of that time where like I don't engage and and I need that in order to to come come back to earth because when I have too much and even if it's good stuff like and that's why I just have to be like kind and gentle with myself because in the past couple, the last month especially, I've had a lot of really amazing things pop up. And at the end of a day, when I when I maybe, you know, kind of tended to four or five of them, like I said, it feels like my body is full of a vibration that I can't control. And it feels, and it feels like very um, like thick and, and murky and just, it's as if my body is saying like, yeah, all this is good, but like, have you actually given to yourself? Like, yeah, you've tended to all these things and you feel really great and, and you, and it feels good to interact and connect and, and make all these different rivers and branches with people. But like, what are you doing for yourself? And I'm, I'm getting that a lot. And so numbing comes in when I'm just in overload and sometimes I do it subconsciously, not so much anymore. Cause I'm, I'm just like becoming super aware of that. Like, the desire to literally just like sit and, and listen to music and like, let my mind space out like that. That is to me. And, and I, and I would say that like, not all numbing people might say like, Oh, you're numbing yourself. Like that's bad. Like sometimes we need to numb. Sometimes that is actually a nourishing thing to like, I mean, very simply like put on Netflix, put on a TV show and just let yourself go through <laughs> it. I mean, and Brene brought that up in, in, uh, in Call to Courage after she did her, her shame, her vulnerability TED conference that was in front of 500 people and it scared the crap out of her. And then afterwards it went viral and like millions and millions and millions of people saw it. And she said she spent like seven hours watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> and then after the show was done, like Googling, like, where is the Abbey? Like, who are the, who's the characters? Like who plays this character? And it's just like a hilarious example of, you know, sometimes we're in that space where there is literally so much going on yeah. that there's no fault, no harm, no foul 
and letting yourself just like, especially if you do that enough. Like I don't do that enough. I really don't. Amen, sister. I do not do that enough now either. And I think, I think I'm transitioning into a space where I get to bring it in more without the shame and without the guilt and recognize and validate, like, that's very much part of the human experience. We are not supposed to be producing all the time. We are not supposed to be in creative spaces all the time, like birthing new things. We are not supposed to be talking all the time in relationships. We're also not supposed to be taking in information all the time. I think of introverts, right? And, and, and my introverted side. Sometimes when I'm reading, like, I'm so into it and it's nourishing. And then it just, like, crosses that threshold where I can no longer be, be taking in and I need to, to be outward. I need to be in nature. I need to listen to the breeze. I need to have something that I'm not controlling, but I'm just solely the recipient of. Um, and this whole thing that you're talking about, I'm dying over here because it reminds me of, of who I was in college. (laughs) And, And I was like high performer, right? Like, Holy buckets. I got straight A's since I was in sixth grade. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like my senior year of college, I was working on an independent study project. I was working on getting published in an intercultural study that like I had translated all of the surveys that we needed into Spanish and got them back translated and went to Ecuador. Like I was doing all of this my senior year while on top of like auditing an environmental studies class, just because I thought environmentalism was cool and uh, like taking German, (laughs) auditing a German class just because I thought it was cool. Like I was so just on, let's just call it. I was so on. And I remember in college, I felt a little twinge of shame, but then there was that deeper soul speak that was like, Nope, this is what you need right now. No shame. I would love to watch the Disney Channel when I was in college. Sweet Life of Zach and Cody would put it on. Like, I'm this straight-A student publishing research, like, reading works in English and Spanish by, like, these great minds. And then I would just have to turn on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody because I needed a break. (laughs) And it was awesome, and I loved it all. Oh my gosh, I love that. No shame. You know what my what I, I I went through some numbing a couple when the quarantine started, just like kind of letting being like, wow, I'm st- I'm still a lot. I'm sitting a lot. Um, okay. And I would watch, well, you know what this is this isn't true numbing that's come through my whole life is Academy Award winning speeches. When someone wins an Academy Award and they give a speech, I can watch those till the cows come home and I swear I've literally seen all of them. Like, probably more than five times. Like, I watched... You are so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That stuff... What's cool about that is that it is kind of numbing because I've seen them all, but also, like, the words that some, like, artists can speak when they're in this moment of recognition are just, like, so cool. It's, like, empowering and also, like, I don't have to put any effort into into enjoying it like it's just there and I'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I just like I'm plugging into like a machine of like good vibration and I'm just like getting a massage <laughs> I love that oh man that's twinging in me like I love that you're listening to people that are living big for your recharge like you're listening to people who are living big you're listening to things maybe on repeat you know you've seen these conversations before or these these speeches before and, and the sensation that I get, and it, it ties into my learning that I'm doing right now, is you're almost feeding yourself the information you need for when you get big. Oh, dang. Like, how, how does Elsie live in the moment of recognition, stay totally grounded, speak from the heart? And, and I've noticed in my journey, and we've talked about this too, with, with lower vibrations versus higher vibrations, when you're on the path of living big and taking risks, it is essential, it is paramount to be surrounding yourself 
with people of the high energy, with things of the high energy. And, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, right? Why we started this podcast. I want to listen to conversations like this when my mind just needs to kind of tune out and recharge. Yeah, it's like a way of, of just plugging into the good stuff. Definitely. <laughs> I love that you listen to Award Academy. Oh my gosh. Speeches. I mean, if, they, if I can just like plug one right now, because it's like, I, I literally, I've, Ooh, wow. Like, I want to watch it now. It's um, Marianne, Marianne Cotillard, and she wins for um, La Vienne Rose. She played Edith Piaf in a biopic called La Vienne Rose. And, I mean, she was like the dark horse for that category that year. It was totally not – people did not expect her to win. And she got called – when her name got called, she, like, lost her breath. She, you could see her energy just, like, drop into her gut, and she was like <gasps> – and, and she got up and was just in this space of, like, joy overload. She, she was still in, in the part of her life where she couldn't really speak and articulate English as fluently as maybe she would have liked to. I don't know, but she – the energy was 100% there. And, and she ended her conversation with, like – or her speech with, like, thank you, life. Thank you, love. Like, thank you so much. Like, there was just, like, this, this absolutely childlike sense of, like – giddiness that that I mean I just I, oh it's free it's on it's on YouTube you should check it out it's uh, if you need some uh, real vibes <laughs> I was gonna ask can you can you send me that link because lord knows I I don't know how to spell that person's okay. name it's the first time I'm ever hearing her name and and if people don't send me the link I will not look I at will it send that to you for sure thank you people probably know her from Inception she played Maul in Inception she's She's done a lot of stuff, but yeah, this was like early on in her career and just the feeling also of like knowing that she was at the start of something like she'd been working for a long time, but like, that's when I get really charged and like watching people, um, you know, be big and present their bigness and be in it and just like kind of open their arms and be like, I'm big, um, is when they're, you know, in the start of it, when they're, when they're still in the grassroots of like figuring out who they are and like saying yes to things that maybe they later would be like, Oh, I'm not sure if I should have said yes to that. But like, that's all oh, I just drew that parallel between like actors, because I, I went to film school, you know, this, but just for the listeners, I went, I went yeah. to film school. So there's a big through line for me of, of art and and film and, and um, creation and creators and makers that I just I get really turned on by and, and I love kind of drawing parallels. And what I just realized is that, you know, I, I tend to get really hard on myself when I make a mistake in my career and when maybe I, I choose something or tap into something or, or say yes to something too soon. And then later on, I'm like, Oh man, like, Oh, but then think about like an actor who like does a B movie or does a whatever D movie that like later on, they're like, yeah, whatever. Like I, I made that, like, what can you do? Like, it's part of your career. Mm -hmm. It literally is just part of it. And there could have been something that you learned in that experience or on that movie or whatever that, that totally, either had you meet someone who later on, boom, like another connection or, or you learn something that like you can't even put into words that just like is with you. So I think a big part of like playing big is rec recognizing that like, you're going to mess up. Like things are not going to go the way that you want them to. And you get to sit with that too. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm so charged. Like so much of what you're saying right now is, is, electric yeah. um and and part of it is i i pulled a so let's bring it down to the individual right like this huge bigness and like what does it mean for us as as elsie and morgan on our journeys i i pulled a tarot card for june and it was the page of wands which in my deck is a it's a salamander oh <laughs> and yeah. And, and for, do you know much about tarot? Like swords, wands, cups, pentacles? Not enough. Okay. Really quick breakdown. Um, swords is associated with air element and, or wait. No. Yep. Air. And it's like thoughts. Wands is fire and it's associated with action. Pentacles are earth and it's associated to like the physical, um, just like Lim limitations physical kind of things 
And then cups is emotions and it's water. So like each, each one has its own element and has its own like association in the physical realm. And yeah, be, be gentle with me listeners. If, if you're really into tarot, cause I'm still at the beginning of it. And, and I've said that like my whole body's on fire. Cause I'm like, did I just give misinformation? Ah, so, so please be forgiving and, and loving as I speak about this and, in the beginning of my journey, right? Like how freaking apropos is this? Like, as we're talking about this subject of being a be real actor before you make it big, like the card for June for me is all about like learning how to come back to your creative center. Like you are at the beginning of your journey, like pages in their, in their deck, it goes page, knight, queen, king. So like pages are the first, like they're the newbies, they're the beginners. And it was all just this sense of like, make mistakes, make a lot of them, learn from them, learn what you like. This is not about mastery. You are not in mastery. So stop freaking thinking that you are and stop being a perfectionist and stop, stop stopping yourself before you even start and just find the love and the joy of of taking the risk. And to your point, being big, playing big and taking risks is showing up in the freaking arena, Brene Brown, right? Like, but what a great quote. And, and, and based off of that president who said the quote about like, don't let the critics be the ones who are outside of the arena that don't have dirt on their freaking face. Like, no. Oh, I got really passionate. I, I think people can hear it, but I'm so <laughs> passionate on this. I definitely hear it. Because it's, it's personal, right? It's so personal. The other thing, it's Teddy Roosevelt. It's the Daring Greatly quote. And it's, it's the other part of that that says, um, like, we don't, we shouldn't be taking feedback or criticism from people who aren't in the arena, which is, I think it was exactly what you just said. And it's, and it, it just is empowering to know that there are people who are in the arena and, and chances are, you know, a couple of them, maybe, maybe many, I feel like I'm so blessed to have so many people I know right now also be in the arena. Like, in the grassroots, in the mud of it, like figuring it out and getting messy. And I love that. Um, but if you can be, you know, if, if you can identify, I'll just say this to people who maybe feel like, you know, I don't have a model for this, you know, um, think about, you know, last time you saw someone do something that made you go, dang, or like, wow, like that stood out, whether it's in a, in a, in a political standpoint or, or maybe just socially stepping up, like, oh man, there's so many different ways to play big. And I feel like, it, it happens all the time and it's big, big ways and the little ways too. And it's, it's the little stuff that we see maybe, maybe more often, but it's, it's easy to miss it. It's just, it's good to like watch out for and get it, get it accustomed to like, what does that look like? And how does that make me feel? And like, if I were in their shoes, like, would I, w would that scare me? Would that situation scare me? And, and, and maybe, yeah, but, but how could I show up in my own way to stand mm. up and be big? Cause it's not, it's personal. Like you're saying, it's personal. It's not like one size fits all. <laughs> you don't. It's not. Yeah. And, and I think in the U.S. in particular, there we put so much. Uh, how do you call it? Like celebrityism, I'm going to call yeah. it for, for living big. Like living big can only mean you're famous. You're a famous actor. You're a famous athlete, blah, blah, blah. And I. I recently was reminded, at least at least for me on my journey and, and according to astrology, because of course I'm dabbling in that now too, like when you are open, like so many things start to land to help you along your path. And, and the thing that was presented was personal fame or personal success versus public fame. And to me, internally, I was having a really hard time differentiating them because for me as a little kid, I always wanted to be big and famous, right? Because I knew as a little kid, like how cool that I knew that I had this big energy in me. It lived in me and I could call it out from a young age. And then when I was like, I want to say maybe like seven to 10, somewhere in that range, I realized I don't want to be famous. I never want to be famous because I always want to have my anonymity. I love getting to observe and be and go unnoticed so that I can absorb what life is for so many people. Like that's one of my greatest joys. 
And so to hear a, to hear my friend who is helping me try to uncover a, a tarot poll that I did that I, I wasn't sure of, um, she's like, this card upright means public fame. This card upside down, which is how I drew it, means personal success. And for me, getting to rewrite the narrative and releasing the pressure of fame and playing big equating to being famous, because in the U.S., I think that's the way that it always gets spoken about, to really making it personal. And it's like, no, what's a personal success? And it meant when I got interviewed on a, on a podcast recently, instead of freaking out, I took the time to do my self-care and I took the time to recognize I'm really in my head right now. What can I do to get out of my head and get fully present? And I went for a walk and I listened to music and I danced in a river, like feet in the river, like body connected to nature, singing out loud, like really using all of my senses to just bring me back in. Mm. And that's such a personal success for me. Man. Yeah. And I just want to breathe that in. Yeah, I feel like I just shared so much. These conversations that we have, you just inspire me. Likewise. I just love, I get so like, like deeply felt when, when someone in my life, when I can see that person and I, I see you doing this, gives themselves time like time and space to like approach it a little differently, right? Like so often, especially with us, it's like, we got to go, we got to charge, we got to And I have several friends like this as well. We're like, we don't feel like we're doing enough unless we are doing the most we could possibly handle, right? <laughs> and so to find yeah. the reverse feeling of that and just be like, today I let myself lay on the couch for two hours. And then after that, I read a book and then after that, I made up a song in my head or whatever it is, you know, it's like that to me is so much more freeing and like successful. I, I want to say a different word, um, so much more satisfying than like, mm. blah, 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 blah. today I check, 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 which can feel amazing. But at the end of the day, how do you, how do you feel? Like, I, I think there's not a clear cut answer to that, but there's just, there's just a lot to be gained for, for, for people and for myself, especially in taking a step back and saying, my, my instinct is to approach it like this, like all in, but what if I approach it? For, for, for those of you who cannot see Elsie, <laughs> like I can, she literally just charged her fist. <laughs> all in. All in. Oh, uh -huh. like, here we go. Braveheart. And uh, <laughs> it is just like, not the only way to approach things. And when I take the the opposite, or there's so many different ways, right? But my favorite so far, what I've found is instead of running into the field, standing on the edge of the field, putting my hand up and going like, wow, like what a beautiful field. What a beautiful choice. What a beautiful arena to play in as opposed to let's go, let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's just run all over it. It's like, let's start first by acknowledging and like witnessing and, and cultivating mm. gratitude for what that is. And by slowing down in these hard decisions, you realize that one, it's a hard decision. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like going, 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 and you don't even realize that you're doing hard shit. And so how amazing to realize that you're doing hard shit and then to say, how do I want to approach this, right? Because you get to choose. What a revelation. And... And it doesn't have to conform to anything. It can literally be different than the last time you met the same situation or the last time you saw someone else meet a similar situation. You get to create your own choice and your own way of approach. Yes. Like, I'm going to breathe that in. Can you, can you hear my mom playing piano? I totally can hear her <laughs> playing the piano and I love cool. it. Can you turn the volume down on your mic just a little bit? Because I feel like it's getting... I'm also right on the opposite wall. So I think I'm just going to move to the opposite wall of where she is. Oh, no, it's quite it's lovely. Nice. You don't have to. But how's yeah. the sound now? A little better? 
a little better. She yeah. also stopped. But anyway, we love it. We love mom. Mom needs to express herself too. Yeah. Oh, you just said so much. The power of choice. And we get to do it so many different ways. A, a term that I've been playing with lately is easeful. Like, how can I make this the most easeful as possible? That's been really lovely. Or like, how, how can this feel fun? Like, how can I bring joy into it? And just this image of you, instead of running across the field, is that's like your only way you can interact with the fields right? To just stand on the edge for a second and put your palm out and, and acknowledge what a lovely field it is. And, and if there's a piece of wisdom in there, which there are many for people who are listening to this podcast, if you are choosing to live big and to take up the space that is here for you to take up, it's so important to, to acknowledge that to acknowledge the arena, right? Acknowledge that this is bigger than you and you don't have to hold it all. The arena is here to hold you. And, and something that I recently heard that I've been using in my personal practice, which I knew innately but never had the words to express, is for people who have really big energy, and Elsie, you are a person that has. Big <laughs> what do you mean? Right. So many people that we're connected to have really big energy. Um, is that for those of us who have really big energy, it's so important to get into really big spaces in order to ground. Like for us to ground, like what what can be really grounding for most, like maybe lighting a candle. Maybe, maybe just focusing on the color red, right, for that first chakra. Uh, maybe eating some good food. For those of us who have big energy, it's like we need to go into a forest that's bigger than our energy. We need to stand on top of a mountain that is larger than our energy in order to hold it, we, in order to hold us. We need to go into the ocean or be at a large lake. Like we need to be in these expansive places so that one – our energy can fully take up the space. And two, we can fully be held and recharged. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can't think of a time. Yeah. Every time that I've been in a situation in the, and it's, I think it's mostly nature, but I've also been in like auditoriums and stuff. Like if you've ever been in like a school at night or like in a space with like that. I love them. Yeah. And, and you open the door to like the auditorium or even just like a huge gym or something. And, and you kind of want to be like, echo, echo. Like it's, it's like this, this feeling of like creation, like, like there's, there's, there's potential, right? There's potential for expression and creation. There's room for it. And for some reason, for me, it always just goes into this playful mindset of like, like, I want to whistle. I want to stomp. I want to make a funny noise because when there's an empty space, I see it as a blank canvas. Like I see it as like, like a space that, that there's no rules and that's what it feels like mm. in nature. Like, and I love that you said that you brought up the ocean as well. Like I have such fond memories of just being a little bobbin in the, in the waves and just feeling like, like small, like feeling small. It's funny. Feeling physically small in the world is something that gives me a lot of charge. Yeah. I just had full body chills. I, I have also really fond memories that I can recall where I'm like looking up at the sky or the stars or like being in the wilderness and just acknowledging how small I am. And that's comforting. It's comforting. It's not scary. It's like a huge relief. I feel so like gentle right now and loved and, and held even talking about this stuff. I don't know. I have this, like, I feel like I'm doing something sacred right now. Mm. 
In your journey of playing big, of taking risks, what wisdom do you have to pass along for those who are, are in a similar point of the journey or maybe just starting and are craving and maybe haven't started yet? If there's an inkling of a desire for something outside of yourself, if you've had a dream or a thought or an inkling of like, oh, I, I kind of was thinking about getting into this or studying that or applying here, like, oh my gosh, just do it. Just get out of your own way and do it. Like sometimes the smallest steps in the direction of, of the things that resonate with us speak so loudly. Like you don't have to, I think it's that big moves don't have to look big from the outside, right? Like even, like I think that what you asked made me immediately think of when I applied to Strangetown in Milwaukee, which is one of the, it's the my favorite restaurant I've ever worked at. I've worked at several restaurants um, in New York and in the Midwest. And I've just like, I've never been in a space that feels so supportive and creative and open. Like you, like the owner, I can actually speak to her and, and, and she respects my, my opinions and, and there's not like a weird hierarchy, like so many good things about that restaurant. And I had the feeling that I wanted to work there for a good while, like a couple months before my partner at the time said, why don't you just email them? I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. It was like at the end of December. I'll do it after the new year. Like she's probably not checking emails right now. He goes, how do you know? Like just email, like just, just send the email. Mm. And so I sent it like within a half hour of, of that conversation we had. And, and I, I think I ended up hearing back early January, but I had planted the seed. I totally forgot about it. Christmas happened, new year's happened. And then the first week of January, I heard back and she was like, absolutely. Like, I totally need somebody like let's, let's, let's meet up. Let's have an interview. And, and I worked there for a year and it was one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. And it was nourishing. And had I not just, just, just taken that like block out of my head, the tiniest block of like, no, I can't do it now because of the season or because of the timing, you know, we make excuses up. They're not real. <laughs> like they're not always grounded in reality. Yeah. It's more, it's more our minds. It's more the protective mechanism. And I mean, yeah, had I reached out to her early January? Sure. She probably would have gotten back in touch with me, maybe. But the fact that I was able to just like do that and just just reach out despite the the friction of resistance, like meh, meh, I got I got a response and I and I got I got to be someplace where, you know, I couldn't have couldn't have visualized myself a couple months before. I I didn't want to believe that I could have it that good, that I could work at a place. Because the months before that, the years before that, I'd gone, oh, man, restaurants are draining. Like, this is always so hard. And, uh, and having that experience made me realize that it doesn't have to be. And that, I believe, is the definition of living big, is rewriting that belief of it gets, it gets to be that good. Mm. Like, as good as you can dream it, it can be better. And, and full permission to start believing that things get to be good. Because I know I struggle with that a lot. Like, like I, I, my default is worst case scenario. How can I prepare? Rather than like, no, what's the best case scenario? How can I prepare for that? How can I, in meditation, visualize myself being that freaking happy, that freaking alive and hold it? And not sabotage it, not self-sabotaging it. So, so yeah, living, living big and taking risks is that risks are scary and sweet self, you are capable of scary things. It's the yes and. <laughs> it's the yes, yes and. and. Full circle. Mm-hmm. And that's so deeply personal, Elsie. Like, thank you for putting that into words. Like I didn't, you didn't believe you could have it that good. And, and how often are we just expending energy combating 
like resisting it being that good or, or like creating false stories in our heads about what could potentially go wrong rather than pooling all of that in like what, what could potentially go right? Like this woman could call you and you could start and it could be the most amazing learning opportunity and it could be the, exactly the next stepping stone that you need to keep you on your journey of living big. Hell yeah. I'm just like rock on. I'm feeling supercharged just hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that wants to come up in me and I don't know what it is. So part of me wants to ask you to keep, keep going. Is it around, is it around that topic? Are you curious? Are you wanting to share your wisdom that you've learned? I feel like you kind of did. What, um, hmm. When it comes to playing big, like what, what, what's a moment I would, I would love to, honestly, what I feel like this episode has kind of been lacking is like a personal, I mean, I just shared about strange town, but I'm curious, like a personal experience for you. Like what has been a moment where, where you stepped into your bigness and, and, and maybe had an experience of like, Oh, not so bad. Or like, wow, I did that. Like what, what's your, what's been your experience with stepping into it? I'm like about to cry because it feels really vulnerable to share because I feel like there's just been so many moments of it and I was never giving myself any credit for doing it. And that feels like really sad and really hurtful to myself. Yeah, I think I'm just having a moment with myself of like apology deep apology of um, I'm sorry I didn't give you credit for listening to your intuition for so many years and for doing hard things that you just you just couldn't put into words but you had this internal compass that was so set on north and you've gone through so much hardship that you didn't have to go because you didn't know about self-inflicted suffering you know and you didn't know how to treat yourself sweetly and kindly um yeah sweet thing you didn't know thank you yeah just need a moment Even now I feel like such a push. I'm like, oh, we're on this podcast and I have to share my personal example or I want to. And also I really want to stay with this feeling. (sighs) And what feels right right now in this moment is to maybe not go super personal, but to just for myself speak out and put into the space the things that I I have done that are playing big that I didn't know at the time um one yeah thank you for those of you who can't see like Elsie's just hands together at her heart sending me some some courage, some energy, a whole lot of love. Huge, huge amount of vulnerability going into courage, by the way. Thank you, Brene Brown, for educating me (laughs) extra special these last couple of days. Your heart is huge, Morgan. Your heart is huge. You can hold all of it. And I get to be held in it. Yeah. And I'm learning that now. Like for those of you listening, like you get to, you get to be served by your energy first and then it pulls from there. (sighs) Cause that's what's sacred is finally recognizing that you are fully worthy of your own love and your own care and your own enthusiasm and your own joy 
Yeah, your own stillness. Ah. Ways that I have played big. Quitting my job based on deep wisdom that it no longer was serving me and I was on a path to burnout and working in an environment with people that were not careful, if that makes sense. Just, just not the amount of care that, that we all deserve and need. Um, and that I need to feel safe and loved in my career spaces. Um, so, so quitting and not really having a plan or having a loose plan and then living big when, when my plan was to go to grad school and then researching grad schools and not finding anything that really stood out because everything was like a 40-year-old curriculum and I had just gotten done working in academia with one of the most progressive experiential education programs in the country, if not the world. Um, And like, not like if I would have gone to grad school, that would have been playing small for me. It's not for everyone, but for me Um, and allowing myself to listen to people like my mother and and my partner who I didn't want to listen to and who I had like knee jerk reactions to and who I was combative against because they, they suggested and even just put it out into the world that, maybe grad school isn't best for me. Like maybe I don't want to go into that high performing realm again. Cause maybe I've learned after being a travel guide for many years that like, I love living in the world and I love being with people and learning through experience and being in control, not control, but like being at choice with my own schedule um, and like resisting them. But then getting really honest with myself and admitting to myself, like, that's not on my path right now. And I'm not the one that, that is going to forge this path. Like I don't want to create my own program because I know how much work that takes and that's just not where I want my energy. So that was living big, starting my coaching practice when I had no clue what it took to, to have a business. Like I just had this inkling, like I need to do this. This will be easy. This will be fun. Let me jump in. And oh my God, like that's, that's like the curse and the blessing of our personality type, right? Of an ENFP. Like we are external intuition. We go out into the world in order to learn. And boy, did I learn. And, and like learning the lessons of like speaking my truth because I ran my business so in the box and it was killing me and crushing me. And finally, when I was making a steady stream of income, admitting to myself, this is killing me. I do not like this. I need to change what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, who I'm doing it with in order for it to be life-giving. And just literally following this voice of, of where I'm supposed to show up in the world and Oh God! And oh yeah, that's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um, being authentic. Like people see me and and they tell me, like, oh my God, I've never seen anyone who's I've never met anyone that's as open as you are. And 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 yes, and I'm not sharing my deepest authentic self because the spaces that we have in this world don't often support that. They don't allow the time or the space for us to just be. And and that's why I value our our friendship and and this podcast, my goodness. We are creating the space for ourselves, Elsie. Yeah. There's definitely a current I'm feeling about it, like – this is the beginning of something really, really awesome. Like I just feel really in alignment with this and I'm so honored that you asked me to to jump on board and, and that we're discussing the things that, that make us like dig deep and like feel that there's an ache sometimes, you know, in our past and in our process. And that's like, that's part of being in the arena and, and having the moments that are like, that's not how I wanted it. But like, 
here I am. I'm getting back up. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to, I do feel really called to share one last example. Um, So in, in embarking on this journey of, of having my own business, of sharing my light, of working with people, of claiming to be a healer, like all of these things are playing big, right? Like all of these acknowledgements of self are huge. And so I'm acknowledging myself for all of those. And like, for those of you who are starting a business, who have started a business, like you cannot plan for everything. And, and to just love yourself through the whole process. I remember feeling so ashamed. Like I didn't have money to pay my bills and on the external, right on social media, I presented that everything was hunky dory because I thought like, that's what people needed to, to see. And that's the only way I knew how to express is when, because in larger spaces, like that's the only way I feel safe. But like, Elsie, I probably wouldn't even be sharing this on a podcast, right? If it wasn't you in front of me, because for me, our, this container is you and me. Um, but like behind the social media and behind everything, like I was struggling. I couldn't pay my bills. I was isolating myself because I was embarrassed and ashamed of like it not working, even though I was trying everything in my ability to make it work. And um, I was I was in the airport and my mom was in the airport with me. She took me there um, because she had bought my plane ticket, you know, for me to go see my partner um, because we were long distance. Um, and like she had me pull up my computer to just look at my bills. And, and that was a trigger for me. I, I, I was always like, mom, why are you constantly asking me about money? Like, do you not trust me? Like I have my stuff together and I just broke down and I'm like, I don't have it together. And she's like, I never wanted you to feel ashamed about your money. Like I'm asking as your mom, because I know what it's like to have nothing. Cause we grew up in poverty, you know? And, um, and, and she's like, you don't have to struggle. Like, as your parent, I want to help you. I don't want to see you hurt. And she literally like took out her credit card and put my electric bill on it, like in the heart of winter. You know, she's like, Morgan, like, why aren't you paying your credit card? Like, why isn't this on automatic payment? And I started to tear up and she's like, oh God, like you can't, can you? And to just like not, to just receive help to just receive help while you're on this path of living big, right? To like allow people to see you in the vulnerability of it and in the struggle of it and and to help you because they want to. Like, I feel like that is probably at the heart of taking risk too, right? Like we don't have to live behind these falsities of everything's perfect. Um, We just don't, like people are here to help us. Um, and it could be the people that you're least expecting. Like, it doesn't have to be family. They can be strangers. They can be friends. Um, yeah. And sometimes you don't even have to ask, like sometimes asking can be too vulnerable and also the universe. So long as you're on your path, knows the silent yearnings of your heart and will bring whatever you are needing. My mom's playing lean on me right now. Just have to say that. <laughs> Aww, yeah. Yeah, we're not meant to do this work alone. And we cannot take risks and live big by ourselves. Like, it's just, it's, it's false. It's an old paradigm. It's not truth. And I want to give people permission. Accept help receive receive the embrace of another human being knowing your struggle yeah sometimes that's enough right like i'm sure that was a feeling too just like just just being vulnerable enough to say like yeah mom like i i can't you know i'm 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 not in this place and and then whatever happens next is like that's grace you know whatever whatever is able to evolve from that moment but it took you 
being up front or not sounds like she coaxed it out of you a little bit, but it took hiding, right? Hiding. And then having that little flashlight of a light be shine shown shined. Yeah. And, and like, what is this process, Elsie? Like if not allowing our lights to shine and in turn allowing light to shine upon us. Brighthearted. <laughs> brighthearted. And like that's the thing. This is brighthearted to go from casual conversation to dropping in deep to tears to laughter to lean on me playing in the background to like to all of it. This is this is brighthearted. I'll y'all. be your friend. I'll have you care. It won't be long I'm gonna need Somebody to lean on (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a good place to cut our our podcast for today I think so too (laughs) Love you so much Love you too, girl. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs>